And God has put me into Psalm 121. And it's a psalm of ascent. It's a traveling song. It's a psalm that speaks of a journey. And the key to this journey is that God is my keeper. God is my sustainer. I'll tell you what, if you lose God in the equation, you move into chaos. God is the one who keeps things in order and moves towards the goal and purpose. I'm glad God's my keeper. And so this morning, I want to take you to Psalm 121 in your Bibles. If you do not have your Bible, here's the first two verses. And so the traveler, the sojourner, you see, in the Bible, Jerusalem is considered the height of everything. So if you live to the north of Jerusalem and you're headed to Jerusalem, you're still going up. I'm going up to Jerusalem. If, if you live south of Jerusalem and you're going there, you're going up to, to the Jerusalem. If you live on the east or west, guess which direction you're going to Jerusalem? Up. It's the mountain of God. It's Zion. And so the sojourner, you know, the men and the families would go three times a year to the feasts in Jerusalem, and they'd go up to the mountain. And so Psalm 121 was one of the songs that they would sing. It was a traveling song. It reminded them that they would have a journey to keep. And they would pray, God, keep me safe. There were bandits on the road. There were animals and wild beasts on the road to get there. And, and so they, had, they could get sick or ill as they would have uh, journeys, some of them uh, for weeks and a month, to get to the mountain. And so the sojourner, as we're getting to the mountain, and we're trying to get there, and they're singing, he says this, I lift my eyes to the hills. What hills he looking to? He's looking to hills of Zion. I'm looking, I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come from? Everybody answers him, my help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. We got to sing that song to each other. We got to remind each other. We look out, set your gaze on him who is before us. Set your eyes upon him and you ask the question, where's my help going to come from? And there should be someone next to you that says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Amen? I'm looking to the hills. Well, you're looking to the one who made the hills. The one who made the stars, the one who made the heavens and the earth, that's your helper. I may not get it from another person, but I'm going to count on God to be my helper. And so that's the prayer of a journey. Where's my help coming from? And we're in a journey as a nation, we're in a journey as individuals and folks all around us in our neighborhoods and everywhere else, they're wondering where we're going to get our help from. And you immediately say, from the political institutions of our lives. What? Really? You see, because the, the man on the journey could have been going up and said, where do we get our help from? The Pharisees. Where do we get our help from? The high priest. Where are we going to get our help? Come on, somebody go to the top, right? Where are we going to get our help from? The Lord. And we need to be the people who are letting everybody know that the systems of man will fail. It's obvious this is the best time for you to preach 
You don't even have to preach. You can just say, I know where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord. And there, there are so many people open to this concept now. Now what I want you to see here is the first two verses in this journey prayer. Ask the question so that everybody can respond. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And then the rest tell us of who it is that it comes from. Now I just want to show you something. This might be a little small, but I'm going to read it real quick. You let me know if there's a phrase that repeats, okay? All right, I'm going to turn my back this way. All right. Truly I say to you, whoever says this to the mountain... No, that's the wrong verse. Here we go. Here we go. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from now and forevermore. Is there a phrase that you found repeating. It's subtle. See if you can find it. Did, did anybody find it? Remember the Highlights book? How many of you went to the dentist? Does anybody remember those books? Highlight book, you'd go to the dentist, and you couldn't wait as a kid, and you'd open to the Highlights page of find the picture in the other pictures, and some kid already did it. I don't know why I went there, but anyways... Is there a phrase? What is it? Keeper. My keeper. Does anybody need to hear this today? Come on. Does anybody need to be reminded of this on your journey? Right? Many of you are frustrated with your own self. You think that you've failed God over and over. You're just not good enough. You can't do it. You can't do it. Can I tell you, you can't. Can we cut right to the chase? You can't, but there is someone who will, who will keep you. I will never leave you, nor will I ever, what, forsake you. I'm your keeper. Jesus is your keeper. He's your keeper. He's your keeper. You fall down, he'll keep you. You get back up, he'll keep you. It's too much to handle. He's here for you. He'll keep you. That's what this song is about, to get you to the end of the journey is he'll keep you he's keeping you you got to keep keeping on whereas he keeps you he's shaping you you're walking and so let's take a look at this my keeper he will not let your foot be moved he who keeps you will not slumber right jude says this in jude 28 no jude 24 he says this unto him who is able to Keep you from falling, from stumbling. Now the reference in the Hebrew and in the New Testament Greek is more than a reference than stubbing your toe or falling over uneven pavement. When they talk about stumbling, they're talking about moral failure. He's able to keep you from stumbling and falling. But what do you got to do? What's this thing says? You've got to set your gaze to the mountain of God. You've got to set your eyes on Christ Jesus. He'll keep you. You do your part, he'll do his part. You cry out to God when you're weak, and he will keep you from falling. He's able to do this, to keep you blameless before the Lord. Behold, he who keeps Israel will never slumber or sleep. 
And what does it say in the book of Hebrews about Jesus? He ever lives to make intercession day and night. Jesus is not sleeping. While you're sleeping, he's not. The Holy Spirit never sleeps. Anybody ever try to sleep while the Holy Spirit's just churning and stirring in you? I stopped doing my sermons on Saturday night. Because all night, the Spirit wouldn't it would be like, could you please stop it? Would you go to bed? Because it's just stirring, you know, you get that word. and you... He doesn't stop. The Holy Spirit's interceding. He's talking to you in dreams. He's talking to you and speaking to us continually. He's not going to sleep or slumber. He keeps you. The Lord is your what? Keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. What does that mean? Now, here, figure this out. If I look on my right side and my right hand and I see shade there, what can you huh, determine? Somebody is casting a shadow on me. And where is he at? On my right hand. Right? Does this make sense to you? He's the shade on your right hand. That's because he's walking with you. He's at your right side. Because the right hand is the saving arm. It's the hand that delivers. It's the hand that rescues. It's the hand that keeps. And it's my hand's in shade because I've got someone walking with me. He'll keep me. The sun shall not strike you by day or the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. It's a scorching sun as I'm walking towards my destiny. That heat of that sun. God's going to put a cloud, a pillar over us and keep us through the desert. In the night time, it gets cold and the moon and everything. And what's going to happen? There's going to be a burning fire over us as he led Israel through the wilderness. That's my God, never sleeping, never slumber. He's keeping me. He will keep your life. Now look, at this doesn't mean that he puts a plastic bubble around you. This doesn't mean you don't go through trial, you don't go through pain. Oh, you do go through it, but he will keep you. Even when you go through the fire or when you go through the flood, child, you are mine. I will be there. The three Hebrew boys went through fire, but the Lord was there. They still had to go through it. Right? There are times you and I still go through pain. We still go through suffering. But who gets us and sustains us through suffering? We will all die. But who will be there to bring us through that death into his presence? The Lord. The Lord. He will keep you. Last of all, the Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Man, I love that. My coming and my going. Praise God. Praise God. You know, the Israelites were not a regenerated people. They did not have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them. So consider this. The Israelites were still of the flesh. They were still of Adam. So they were of a fallen nature. You, on the other hand, because you transferred your self onto the cross by faith you were crucified with christ that old nature's been put to death of adam and a new nature of christ has been put in you you now have the law of god in you you have the nature of god put in you 
which is so different than Israel. So Israel, all they had to help remember that God was their keeper and God was going to keep them, they'd put the mitzvah up on their doorpost, a little scripture, so that when they would go, they'd touch it, say a blessing and a prayer, and move. Go out. When they'd come in, say the blessing so that God would keep them in their coming and going. But the best they had to keep it was their own mind and their remembering. And that doesn't work too good. How many of you know that? But I don't have to put a piece of scripture on my doorpost. I don't have to touch it when I leave or when I come back home. Because it's been written in my heart. And I have an abiding presence of God wherever I go. He's with me on any journey, any trip, any time. For the Lord shall keep me and he shall save me. He'll keep your coming and your going from this time forth and forevermore. Can I get an amen from all of you? Yeah. So I want to pray a prayer for you. Would you please stand this morning? I'm hoping you can see that from where you're at because I'd like us to all recite it. Please say this with me. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Now, we're going to say it again. That was for you. Now we're going to say it again, and as you speak it, I want you to speak it to the others. Comfort them. Speak to them. What happens when a believer speaks the Word of God is it has the power of the prophetic. Prophecy is to do three things. Edify, exhort, and comfort. I can't think of a better verse that edifies, exhorts, and comforts. Let's speak this over each other. Speak it loud for the people at home on Facebook. And let's make this a declaration today. Let's actually even make it a declaration over this nation. Instead of everybody yelling at each other, it's time for the Christians to begin prophesying and declaring what we will become. And speaking life and hope into this situation. Amen? Everybody say it with me. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Let me pray with you. Father, we thank you this day for the prayer of a journey. From where we've begun and where we are going, what we are becoming, you, O oh God, are our keeper. You are faithful. You never sleep. You never slumber. You are our at our right hand, Christ exalted to the right hand of the Father. And you put your spirit in us so that salvation dwells in us. You'll keep us through the scorching days and the freezing nights. You'll keep our lives from stumbling and falling as we look to you from where our help comes from. It comes from the Lord. I pronounce that over this congregation and this your people. 
that there is a spirit of encouragement we have today. There is a spirit of hope that we have and that we share it with a dying world and we let them know God is our helper. God is our keeper. He will never leave his post. As a father, he will never abandon us. And Father, I pray that you will now minister to the depths of our souls. I pray for those whose father have left them. I pray for those who feel abandoned. I pray for those who feel as if they are orphaned. You are no longer orphaned. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord maintains you. The Lord shall sustain you. Father, release this word and its healing now in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. And amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. And just very briefly, if someone had a word of the Lord this morning, a brief word, did anybody have a word from the Lord, a prophecy, a prophetic word? Diane, I want you to come up because uh, I want to give this mic to you so that the people on Facebook can hear it. And I need you to stay right to the word. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I can't do that. But this morning, just before I came, the Lord told me as I was walking in the garage, like my wife normally tells me, when you want to hear the Lord go in the garage, she'll talk to you because you forget what you go in the garage for. And so the Lord said, be excited. Be excited today. And I stood there and I forgot what I went in the garage for. Praise God. Father, I thank you. Word of prophecy. Come on, last one.
The Lord is saying that we have an anticipation and an excitement. An expectation of what is coming. You who are not at odds or an enemy with the Lord, but consider how many people are. When you bring these prophecies together, we have a world that's raging against the Lord and an enemy of God. And as the first prophecy said, we need to go out and speak to them that hope and that peace. And the promise of the second prophecy is be excited. Death is dying. The power and grip of death over people's lives and their blindness being enemies with God. Have excitement because life is coming. Those you didn't expect to get saved, those you thought were lost, they're coming. Death is dying. Life is coming. Be expectant. Bring the gospel to them. God knows where they live. Go to where they live and begin to speak to them. Amen? We've got a spirit of hope. God's your keeper. God's going to keep us through all this. Father, I thank you for this day and the ministry of your Holy Spirit. We will go forth with a message of hope, with great excitement and expectation for the move that is coming. We receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen.